0: Hi, and welcome to the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast. I am your host, Suzanne. Welcome to the show. Well, who am I? I am a author a life coach, a minister, a motivational speaker, and a leader with over 20 odd years of experience leading multi-million dollar corporations. And I am here for your listening pleasure. For those of you who have joined me for the first time, welcome to the show. And for my returning fans, I thank you for listening every single episode. I thank you for your feedback that you share on social media, for your emails. I am who I am because you are who you are. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about mom shaming. Mom shaming is not something that is new. Mom shame has been going on for a long time. And during this pandemic, it has definitely increased. You know, it's where a mom wants another mom to feel ashamed of the way they are raising their kids. But this podcast is going to be titled, No Mom Shaming Here. You know, as a woman, one of my greatest joy is being a mom. And it's not the only joy, but one of my greatest joy is being a mom. And I'm not perfect. I mess up. I hold my kids accountable to things that I feel are important, such as being a good human being, being kind to others, treating other people with respect. You know, there's a whole plethora of other things that I used to think is important, but you know, turns out they're not as important. Being a good human being is truly at the top of the list there. Someone said to me once, actually a few people have said to me, you're the perfect mom. And you know, I laugh because that's not an image I want. That's not a reputation that I want. And I asked them like, honestly, where did you get that idea? I am not perfect and I don't want to be perfect. I don't even think the perfect mom exists, and it shouldn't. I think we're doing the best that we can. I think moms are being the best versions of who they are, and every single one of us are different in the way we do things. Some of us have rules, some don't have any rules, but as parents, it is our job and our responsibility to raise our kids the way we want to raise them. It is our responsibility to teach our kids the right way, but we also have to teach our kids to be independent and we will also realize pretty quickly once they start to talk that they're going to make their own choices. And as they get older, they're gonna make choices about sex and drinking and drugs and about who they date, what they wear, and so many other things that, you know, I pray that our influence will come up and it will help guide them, but ultimately it is going to be their choice. You know, two kids can grow up in the same home, You know, let's say it's the home of where a parent is an alcoholic, but they will both make different choices. One will make a decision and unfortunately probably become an alcoholic and one might never touch a drink. Both of them raised in the same home, but getting different experiences and just reacting differently to it. Who's to say, you know, who's at fault here? Is it the child or is it the parent? You know, I think back to over the past couple of months, just the different political debates that's been happening in families and just so many families that are arguing and uh, just... uh, having this contentious conversation about race, about politics, about who's in power. And, you know, the older generations were there spewing hate and saying things like black lives don't matter. And the younger generations were trying to educate them and telling them that they were wrong. So they grew up with these people spewing these things spewing hate, saying that Black lives don't matter, Black people are not, you know, people, but they grew up not believing this mantra. And yes, there are kids who are taught racism and hate because these are things that are thought, taught and they grew up thinking the same way. But there are kids that grow up with people like that and they don't turn out like that, you know? I also think of parents of serial killers. I know, I know, I know. I'm talking about serial killers, right? Um, And the parents are not serial killers, but the kids turn out to be serial killers. Sometimes they're perfectly nice people. And, you know, what about people who are serial killers who have kids and their kids don't turn out to be um, serial killers? So, while I do believe that we have influence over our kids and how they're raised, um, I do believe that the values that we instill in them is important. Ultimately, our kids will make our own choice. And that is what we want. We want an independent child. We want a child who's gonna survive in this world without us. If heaven forbids, we were supposed to, you know, we die before they get older. So we want that independence. We've got to instill these values and pray that the values that we instill stick with them and help them as they make these decisions. Now, this show is about uplifting and empowering women. But today, I am speaking specifically to moms. You know, back in the day, they used to be mom shaming, right? But after social media, just the increased use of social media, it's just gotten worse. Moms look at the accounts of other moms who seem to be the perfect mom. And I'm inserting ear quotes here. Actually, on a side note, I went to lunch with an old friend the other day and she kept using air quotes like for everything. Finally, I had to tell her, listen, if you use one more air quote during this lunch, our friendship is officially over. That's almost 30 years of friendship gone down the drain because of an air quote, obviously. I was joking. But when I say perfect mom, I am absolutely using air quotes because there is no perfect mom. So back to this perfect social media mom. First of all, If it's a celebrity, don't look at it. Celebrities have tons of money, or sometimes they do have tons of debt trying to look like they have tons of money. So don't compare yourself to them. That's a whole different animal. Also, we should not be looking at the social media platforms of other moms and comparing ourselves because not everything we see on social media is real. People will definitely put their best foot forward on social media as well as you should. I mean, think about it. If you're going to put something on social media, you're going to put something that looks nice, that highlights you in the best light. You're not going to make put something that makes you look all janky, right? And some people are going to come with the fake. And other people are not necessarily faking it, but they will highlight the best moments. They're not going to take and show the picture of the kid when the kid you know, has thrown a tantrum and made a mess unless that's what they're dedicated to. But they'll show the picture of that moment right before the tantrum or the moment right after the tantrum. So they're gonna highlight the best moment and why shouldn't they? There's nothing wrong with it. They're not being fake. But the challenge is moms see it and they think that because this person is highlighting something like that and they don't have that moment to highlight that they are less than. Social media is a beast. I'm telling you, it is necessary. So it is a necessary beast, right? It's necessary when we're promoting a product, when we're promoting a service, but listen to me, social media can also mess with your psyche. That's why it is so important for you to be grounded and to give yourself a social media break and try not to let it get to you. Now, moms, It is also very important that you give yourself some grace. You know, we give grace to others, right? But we never give it to ourselves. Answer me, why aren't you giving grace to yourself? You know, I'm not going to say to you that I love housework. Some women will say, oh, they love it. They love it. It makes them happy to clean and to mop and to sweep and to do the laundry. No, 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 no. I absolutely love a clean home. I love the way it looks and that's why I clean it. No other reason, not because it brings me joy, not because it makes me happy, because it is the result of, um, a clean home is the result of me cleaning it. So that's why I clean. I will also admit to this, I love decorating and changing themes. I drive my family crazy. I'm always running around trying to change it up After Christmas, we had the winter theme. I just put out the spring theme and then I'll be putting out the summer theme. So I I, I do go a little crazy with the themes, but those are the pieces that I love and I love the shopping and seeing it all come together and matching the rugs to the pillows. And some women don't like that and that's okay. But to me, cleaning is a necessity It's not something that brings me joy. And alas, I can't throw it out, right? They say if something doesn't bring you joy, throw it out, but I can't throw out the cleaning. So I gotta do it. But there has been so many women who compare themselves to other women who enjoy cleaning and nothing's wrong with that. But listen, if you can hire somebody to clean it, absolutely hire somebody to clean it. If you have to clean it, clean it. Don't feel ashamed about it because this is what I tell you, as quickly as the house is clean, it's just as quick as how the kids will mess it up. So it is what it is. There has been, since this pandemic has begun, multiple articles about the effect of the pandemic on women Especially women of color who has been disproportionately affected by this COVID-19 pandemic. You know, according to data, one in every five women have left the workplace since this thing started. Can you imagine if you're with four other women, there's one of you guys who have left this workplace? An alarming 42% of women with kids under two also left the workplace. This is a lot. And I read a report that was published in February that stated that nearly 3 million American women left the workplace since the pandemic. This is American women, and they did not count the ones that are undocumented. So let's think about that. So this was also higher for women of color. So top this off, right? You are no longer employed, so you're not getting an income where you feel that independence and going to work where you have this space and, you know, you're not playing mommy there. You're doing something else. So you're now home with the kids and you're teaching them. And you're more of everything to them than you have ever been, including being a math teacher. And you've heard me talk about math before. It's definitely not my strongest area. So my daughters have come to me with several math problems that I've had to redirect back to their teacher because I'm not gonna feel that I'm less than because I don't understand these mathematical problems, right? Top that off, you're worrying about finances even more. What do you have? You have a mom who's stressed out. You have a mom that's overwhelmed. You have a mom that's worried that she is failing, and mom shaming has just increased significantly because you have these moms on Facebook or Instagram that are making it seem like you know they've had it all together. You know they're doing these things, and the moms that are listening, the moms that are feeling overwhelmed, the moms that are feeling that they're never measuring up are unfortunately taking it harder and harder. So I'm telling you this, if you have a friend who is a mom, I want you to tell them to listen to this particular episode. If you haven't listened to any other episode of the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast, because I want them to hear this, you are doing great. During this pandemic, many moms learned many different things, right? Some of them learned crafts. Some of them learned different languages. They learned how to bake. They cooked different recipes with their kids. Hey, kudos to them. And if you're one of them, good job. All the power to you. But I want you to listen up to all the moms that didn't do that to all the moms that didn't learn a new language, to all the moms who didn't turn into the greatest baker. There was a flour shortage. I remember I was trying to get some flour and there was a flour shortage. There were none to get because everybody was baking, right? Then my mom went to the store once and she found um, flour and she bought me two. And then I happened to buy flour and I bought two. So then I had so much flour, I was trying to give flour away. So anyway if you didn't learn to cook, if you didn't learn to sew, if you didn't learn to garden, or even if you didn't do learn how to do TikTok, because I will tell you, I saw so many moms doing all these little challenges with their kids on TikTok and it was so cute, but I did not do any. You are still doing okay. You do not need to feel ashamed. You do not need to feel under accomplished and do not allow anyone to make you feel that way. You are exactly where you need to be doing exactly what you need to do. That's it. If you get nothing else from this podcast, that is what you want you to get. Whatever it is you did or didn't do, you did great. For me personally, the podcast is something that I enjoy and I do it. I actually started it before the pandemic. So I did do a couple of episodes during the pandemic and I did go on a, a you know, I ended season one and things like that, but it was what it was. And I thank you, my listeners who continued to listen about the pandemic and what I did and what I became. That also was the way it was. You know, there were weeks that my kids had bedtimes that they followed. They had less screen time. They went outside to play. Hallelujah. Because trust me, there were weeks when they had way too much screen time, way too much junk food. I fell asleep before them and I am not ashamed of any of it because they just wouldn't fall asleep and I was tired. I am not ashamed of any of it. And you shouldn't be either. Whatever you did to survive, I am so proud of you. I do not look back at the pandemic with any regrets. And you know what? You shouldn't either. I am not looking back and saying, "Hey, I should have taught the kids how to speak German, German or Dutch, or you know, uh, Portuguese," which is something that you guys know that I love the Brazilian culture. I have so many friends that are Brazilian. I should know Portuguese at this point, but sadly, I did not learn it during the pandemic. But no regrets. The pandemic was unprecedented. There were days that, like I said, I was mad productive. There were things that I was doing like, all right, all right, all right. I'm like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. And there was days that I did absolutely nothing at all Then I read, I watched TV or my greatest accomplishment and I'm very proud of it was giving praise to God. That was it and I was all right. So whatever you did on that day, it's Okay. Mothers, you have made it through this pandemic, and I am so proud of you. You know, when I had my first kid, I didn't realize that it was important for me to take time for me. I allowed thinking about my child, doing for my child, you know, to consume every moment because I thought that was what was needed to be a good mom. But like I say on that plane, that hopefully I will be taking this vacation soon, you've got to put on your oxygen mask first. Because I can't do right by my kids if I don't do right by me. So mommies, mom, mama, mama, whatever it is you answer to, do not feel guilty. Do what you have to do. Take a walk, go for a drive, watch a movie, read a book, take a nap, go out by yourself if you're going out to a restaurant and eat all by yourself. No guilt allowed. The kids will be okay. The house will get cleaned. The laundry will be, get done. The dinner will get cooked. And the kids will be Okay. You know, it's funny during the pandemic, I had so much laundry to do. I felt like I was doing laundry every day and my kids didn't go anywhere. And I felt like I saw them in the same clothes over and over, but I was doing so much laundry. I still haven't figured out that mystery yet. But this this one thing I know, laundry will always be there. So don't worry, it's going away. Take time for you. I also believe, and this is something that I do practice, that it's important that you have girlfriends that you can talk to, true friends that you can have a moment with, that you can just talk about what you're experiencing, how you're feeling. And, you know, if you don't have girlfriends or it's getting to the point that where it's very overwhelming that you need more than girlfriends, don't be ashamed or afraid to seek out a professional, you know? And if cost is a factor, look into free services. I know that a lot of local places are trying to focus on mental health. So call like the city or different places in the city. There's different resources depending on where you live about counselors that you can speak to. So please make sure that, you know, those are things that you're doing. Listen to meditation tape if that's something that, you know, you should try or you want to try, listen to a podcast. Yes, it's a shameless plug here. I'm telling you, listen to a podcast because I have a podcast. But listen, there's some great podcasts out there that deals with mental health. Be selfish about your mental health. Take care of you and don't worry what other moms are doing. Don't worry that they make it look easy because trust me, I know, parenting is not easy, We all have something that we're great at and we all have something that we wish we could do a little bit better, but it's all okay. And sadly, sadly, parents are feeling ashamed, are feeling overwhelmed. We can't let that happen. So if you see a mom, if you know a mom that is feeling overwhelmed, give them a kind word, encourage them. If you have any resources that they could utilize, just let them know. Trust me, moms, we're all in this together. Sadly, I also have to say this. Your mental health is very important. But if you're feeling more than overwhelmed and you're feeling suicidal, please, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The number is 1-800-273-8255. Or you can just dial 911. You can type it into your web address also. Just type in suicide prevention. They are there to help you and they are equipped to help you. And trust me, this world will not be a better place without you in it. So if you're having that thought, please reach out and seek help. And this is for all my mamas. You are phenomenal just the way you are. So whether you cooked, baked, sewed, learned a different language, built a farm, built a garden during the pandemic, or whether your biggest accomplishment was watching the entire season of Bridgerton in one sitting, you are still a rock star. Now I want you to go out there and live your best lives. So to every mom that listened to this episode, I really and truly want you to know that it's going to be okay. Whatever you're doing is what you're doing. Whatever you've accomplished is what you've accomplished. Whatever you've not accomplished is what you haven't accomplished. Don't allow anyone to let you feel less than because they're doing something that you're not doing. You are where you are. There are different things that you could be doing. There's different things that you shouldn't be doing. It's okay. We're all human beings. We're not perfect. But just check in on yourself. Make sure that you're okay. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. And just live your best life. That's the best advice I can give you. Live your best lives. As always, I thank you for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. I want you to go ahead and listen to the podcast on all platforms. I am on Amazon, Apple, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, Deezer. There's, and then there is also my website, right? www.PositivelySuzanne.com. So go ahead and subscribe to whichever Um, platform that you utilize. Tell a friend, share, like, write a review, send me a feedback, um, send me an email at Suzanne at suzanne.com. because this podcast is all about you, all about empowering you. So I thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Suzanne signing off.